All right, Christmas nightmares. We're going to be doing this for the next, or I guess technically the next four weeks, but really it's just going to be three because we're missing one, and that's going to lead us right up to Christmas. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense whenever we're talking about Christmas to be like, oh, well, Christmas nightmares. Christmas is a nightmare, right? But if you look at the Christmas story, if you look at the actual scripture in the Bible, you see that... The story of Christmas, if you look at it in our modern day eyes, in our perspective, in our culture, then this would be a nightmare situation. Like this would be worst case scenario, like the worst Christmas of your life if it played out like this. So we're going to kind of do that. We're going to kind of dig in and look at it from our perspective and see what we can take from it. So if you've got a Bible, open up to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 26 through 38. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. If you uh, try to bring your Bibles, because we're going to put them up here, but I, I like for you to be able to kind of mark things and, and take notes in your Bibles. So Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says this, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent uh, from God to a city, Galilee, uh, named Nazareth. To a, vir- to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very per- perplexed at the statement and kept pondering what kind of situation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And then verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Okay. All right, so, so the other day I was bored. I was at home and I was bored. And uh, so I started looking up YouTube videos. Has anyone ever done that? Yes. <laughs> like it's awesome, right? The best part of looking up YouTube videos isn't the thing that you started looking up. It's the thing that you end up at 45 minutes later because you would have never thought to search that to begin with, right? So listen, let me give you a piece of advice. Whenever you're bored at home and you need something to do, you need something to entertain you, search Waffle House fights. Listen. I'm telling you, Waffle House fights will lead you to the glory land of trashy redneck YouTube videos. You end up at Walmart fights. 
Listen, it blows my mind. I saw one video, and I've seen this video before, but it came up, and, and it still blew my mind. These two ladies in Walmart, and they are just brawling. Like, they're going at it. They're, you know, they're probably in their 30s. They're a little bit overweight. They're straight from Saudi Daisy, right? You, you know these people. You've seen them. And they're fighting, and you're thinking while you're watching this fight, this can't get any worse. Like, there's no way this can get any more white trash than this <laughs> until they make it to the shampoo aisle. And in the shampoo aisle is one of the lady's kids who can't be older than five. And she's got the other lady pinned on the ground, and, and you would think that she'd be like, son, go away, don't, don't get away from here. But the kid's like, yeah, get you some of that, <laughs> right? And then the, the lady, then the lady, here's the thing, the lady, I don't know what the kid's name was, she said his name, we'll say his name's Billy, because it seems to fit. She said, Billy! Hit her! <laughs> so the kid takes a shampoo bottle and starts wearing this lady out. I mean, just like hitting her so hard with the shampoo bottle. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So then today I'm sitting there and, and my <laughs> Brandy's grandfather, of all people, shared this video. And these two ladies at Black Friday at Walmart they got in a fight. And this fight literally turned in to um, like a, a, a crash derby. What's that called whenever you crash your cars? Huh? Demolition dirty. Derby. Demolition derby. Because they literally, they stopped fighting on the, it's as if it was like, okay, we're agreeing to this. We're going to stop fighting right now and we're going to get in our cars and we're going to smash each other's cars. I mean, this went on forever. Like, they made it to another parking lot, and they were still ramming each other's cars. And I'm thinking, like, how can... This is crazy. What a way to start your Christmas season. What a way to, hey, I'm thankful for all I have. I'm thankful for all this food I'm eating. I'm thankful. Thanksgiving, day 365. I'm thankful for this. Day 366. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful, thankful, thankful. And then the next day, you turn into a spawn of Satan, right? And you decide to fight in the parking lot of Walmart. I'm thinking like the, it can't get any worse. But if you were to look at your situation, if, and if you were in the situation that Mary finds her in, herself in, in Luke chapter 1, then you automatically think that's worst case scenario. And we're going to look at three things that we find in that scripture that we read that points to this being the worst Christmas ever, a Christmas nightmare. Number one, number one, you got to notice that this announcement, this angel coming to Mary, this is really bad timing. Have, have any of you ever been in a situation to where you're like, this could not have timed worse, right? I was talking to one, like it hasn't rained in years, it feels like, right? And it rains, it finally starts raining, and we get all the year's rain in two nights, and my neighbor at work on her way to work, she gets a flat tire. Like the one day of the year it rains, she gets a flat tire. Like, how do you do that? That's bad timing, right? That's really bad timing. But if you look in verse 27, look what it says. 
It says, uh, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. See, that's significant. If you have your own Bible, um, underline that word engaged. Because you've got to know that this was bad timing. It's important to recognize and emphasize that Mary was just engaged. And why that's important is because um, in this culture that they were living in, it was tradition to become betrothed soon after puberty. Yeah, get you some of that. Like, Like your mom and dad picked out your husband when you hit puberty. Like, oh man... So listen, this is bad timing for Mary because here's this angel coming to Mary and saying, hey, Mary, you're going to have a baby. And here's the thing, your baby's going to be God. You see, but here's the catch. It's likely that Mary was roughly 13 or 14 years old at the time, right? Like, and you think about that. We, We can't process the idea of being a mom, of being a dad when we're 20 years old, when we're 22 years old. We don't feel like we're ready, but she's 13. And this angel comes to her and says, hey, you're going to raise God. Like, that's bad timing for Mary. Like, Mary... It's also important to understand that, that this kind of relationship, this kind of engagement was as binding as a modern-day marriage. Like, we take boyfriends and girlfriends nowadays, and it's just this thing, right? It's just the thing to do. You do it because you're supposed to do it. You think she's pretty. You think he's cute. And you become boyfriend and girlfriend. Get your hands off of her. Ken. I'm joking. <laughs> Listen, it's this thing. It's this, this weird thing that we do. And, and most of the time, how many of y'all were really uncomfortable just now? <laughs> no, Tanner was good. <laughs> listen, listen. And half the time, half the time, <laughs> I'm totally playing, man. <laughs> and half the time, we don't take that serious, right? Like, like it's just a thing. You're not tied down. Like, imagine if that relationship, imagine if this relationship was as binding as mine and Brandy's marriage. That's a little bit more serious, right? Like, you're going to reconsider this a little bit. And here's Mary in this binding relationship, only 13 years old. And this angel comes to her and says, hey, you're going to have a baby. That's bad timing. Like, that's a nightmare situation. You can see that this was not the ideal time for Mary to have this come up. But then number two, not only was it bad timing, it was bad circumstances. Look at verse 34. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? All right, so we're not going to break this down unless y'all want me to. No. (laughs) You good? Daniel's confused. Listen, (laughs) not tonight, not tonight. Bad circumstance. Not only is Mary only 13 years old, but she's a virgin, right? This could present problems. Like this creates problems for Mary as she goes to her friends being pregnant. And she's like, nah, I'm a virgin. (laughs) People are looking at her like, 
Listen, listen. People are thinking, look, she thinks it's funny. She presents her pregnancy yet clings to being a virgin. Listen, I have trouble believing a 13-year-old girl when she tells me I clean my room. Right? Like, I can't believe that. I don't trust that. Like, I have trouble believing a 13-year-old girl that says, oh, I'm, I'm quiet. It's okay. I can come over. I don't make a bunch of noise. Bull. <laughs> right? Like, I have trouble believing a 13-year-old girl when she says, I have good taste in music, right? Because she's probably listening to Justin Bieber. Listen, much less any girl, did I misspell it? Uh, it's okay. Listen, guys, it's okay. I misspelled a word. <laughs> Listen, much less can we believe a girl that approaches us who is clearly pregnant and says, hey, I'm a virgin. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, this is a really bad circumstance for Mary to be in, right? Like, what what are her friends going to think? What are her parents going to think? What's Joseph going to think, right? Because listen, if I was Joseph, (laughs) I'm like, wait, wait, what? And she says, but God did it. <laughs> right? Like, like, these are bad circumstances, but then they lead us to bad consequences. Number three, bad consequences. And you see this if you flip to the book of Matthew. And Matthew explains this story a little bit different in verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says this. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph... Before they came together, she was found to be with child, okay? So before they had sex, she was found to be pregnant. It says, by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away. See, here's the thing. Listen, listen, this is serious. There were some serious consequences here. Like, you have to understand that, um, that Joseph understood those consequences. What was the punishment for, for adultery, for fornication, for, for sex outside of marriage? What would happen if these people found out that Mary had uh, gotten pregnant with another man other than Joseph, who she was betrothed to, right, who she was engaged to, she would be stoned. Look at me. She, she would be killed, right? So Joseph understood this, and it says that he wanted to send her away in secret, right? Uh, like, like, just FYI here, um, this is love. This is what true love is. True love isn't a, a boy that likes you because you're hot and he wants to get in bed with you. Like, true love isn't, isn't um, a boy that can get you what you want because he's got a lot of money. 
True love isn't dating a girl because she looks a certain way, because she acts a certain way, because she wears certain things. True love is is willing to stick with that person, willing to stick with that girl, willing to stick with that boy through thick or thin, even if it's going to get you in a mess. You see, Joseph found himself in a situation, right? That wasn't part of my notes. That was free. (laughs) Right? Listen. Joseph, Joseph loved her too much to throw her under the bus. Even though in Joseph's eyes, she completely betrayed him. Right? You see, here's the thing. When it says he wanted to send her away, that's literally a legal divorce. He wanted to divorce her, but he wanted to do it silently. He wanted to do it in secret because he cared about Mary. There were consequences. These were bad consequences. This was bad timing. It was bad circumstances and bad consequences. So you ask me, how can this story be good? How is there anything good? Why are you reading us this sad story? Um, Because nothing good comes out of it clearly, right? Like when you read this story, it doesn't sound good. But here's what you got to understand. If you, if you dig deeper, if you look closely to the story, you see that God follows each of these situations with something positive. Like for example, for example, bad timing, right? Remember, um, to a virgin engaged to a man, this was bad timing. She, had, she was just a teenager. But look what he says in verse 28 following that. He says, and coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. So here's what happens whenever you take and you look that up and you search that in the Hebrew or or in the Greek and, and you take and pick that apart, you find out that those words favored ones literally means that that angel said, don't worry about it because God's with you. Like, God is by your side. God is going to walk with you through this thing. I know it's unfortunate timing. I know it's a tough situation. I know you're young. I know that you've got a lot going through your mind right now. But trust me, God is with you. See, and some of you this Christmas season are going through things and you're thinking, how could this happen right now? It's Christmas. This is supposed to be good. This is supposed to be a happy time. And you can't figure out why maybe your home's a wreck. Or you can't figure out why maybe your your friendships at school are a wreck. And you can't figure out why you can't pass this test. You can't figure out why you can't get along with your siblings. You can't figure out why you are miserable all the time. And I'm going to encourage you because even though it seems like bad timing, um, if you are a child of God, if you've accepted God into your life, God says that you are a favored one and the Lord is with you at all times. Like, that's encouraging, right? Like, raise your hand if you're encouraged by that. Because God is with you. God's got your back. God's walking through that storm. The, the um, Alyssa, right? Like, the next time you think your life is rough, think of, of the time that Alyssa lost her home. She lost her parents. She lost her grandfather. Oh, and by the way, she was burned all over her body. I would imagine that she's sitting there right now saying, how can this be good? Right? You see, but in a couple of days, 
like a small thing, 50 bucks. Like most of, most of us would think 50 bucks, that's nothing. If our parents were to give us $50 worth of gifts on Christmas, we would be angry. But 50 bucks is going to make her day. Right? Because God is with her. God knows what she needs. God's walking through that situation with her, just like Mary. But then the bad circumstances, like where's the good in that? Look at verse 35. Remember, she's a virgin. How am I going to explain this? Um, How is this going to work? In verse 35, it says, The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So, like, literally, God said, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to overshadow you as if like, like you're, you are outside in the sun and you're, and you're getting sunburned and stuff. So you go stand on the other side of the house in the shade. The sun is not touching you at all. That's what kind of shadowing God's doing here. He's like, listen, these outside effects, they're not going to touch you. Like nothing negative can touch you at this moment because I'm going to overshadow you and block you from anything. And then the bad consequences. Look at me. Look at me. I'm almost done. Bad consequences. And we see this in verse 38. Like, potential death is the consequence. Verse 38 says this, And Mary said, Behold, the bondslave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Like, compare that to to Zechariah in the previous story. Like, at the beginning of this chapter where he found out he's going to be a dad and he didn't think it was possible, he didn't think he could do it, and he didn't believe. And he was a high priest. Yet here's this 13, 14-year-old girl, and she says, Behold the bond slave. Like, I am your slave, God. Use me how you want to use me. And she said, may it be done to me according to your word. Like she didn't bargain with God. She didn't say, hey, I'll do this as long as this works out and this works out. She didn't say, hey, I'll do this as long as you make me popular at school. I'll do this as long as you give me a bunch of money. Right? Like there there wasn't certain circumstances that God had to meet in order for her to go through with this plan. She said, listen, I am your servant. God, use me. Listen, God wants to use you. Like God wants to use each and every single one of you. But here's the thing. Um, You all have different gifts. You all have different talents. You all have gone through different things. Some of you have experienced things that I've never experienced. Right? Like some of you have experienced things that each other haven't experienced, and that's because that's God's plan for your life, and that's how God's growing you and shaping you to be the man and woman of God that He's called you to be. But you've got to trust Him and know that He's walking with you, that He's overshadowing your life. And, and I've got this written down after verse 38 in my Bible. Um, I said, Obedience changes things. Understand that God's walking with you and God's faithful to you. And as long as you are obedient to God, as long as you follow faithfully God, it's going to work out, man. 
Even when it seems like the worst timing, it seems like the worst circumstances, it seems like the worst consequences, I promise you it will work out if you follow God. Let's log up. God, we thank you for this night. Thank you for this message. Thank you for everything, God. God, we could go on and on. We're just thankful for life in general. God, I pray that you would just help us to apply this to our lives. Help us to understand that sometimes uh, things happen in life, and sometimes it's not the best timing, and sometimes it's not the best circumstances, and sometimes it's not the best consequences, God, but that's not what's important. What's important is that you're walking with us. And that, God, uh, what's important is that you gave us everything for us to be happy, for us to be successful according to your calling on our lives. God, I pray for each of these students as each of them have some sort of thing going on in their life. And it might seem like a nightmare, God, but there's hope in that nightmare. And God, I pray that you would help them to see that hope. I pray that you would help us as leaders. Help me and, and Jed and Ken and Jamie and Melinda and Sheree and Brandy. God, we're not always going to have the answers, but, but we can always have love and we can always lean on you, God. But I pray that you would help us to be the leaders that you've called us to be for these guys as they go through those hard times. God, I pray that you keep us safe as we go from here. God, I pray that we would make smart decisions when we're out with our friends. And, and God, I pray that you bring us back Sunday morning for Sunday school and for church and just ready to learn about you. And it's in your name we pray.